Kit, the Sound Kitchen. Mmm, yummy. It's the Sound Kitchen. Ooh, that sounds delicious. Uh, you're listening to the Sound mm, Kitchen. Yummy. And Susan Owensby is cooking. Hello, everyone. Bienvenue and welcome to the Sound Kitchen, where you never know what you'll be served. I'm Susan Owensby. It's Saturday, the 1st of May, the 121st day of the year in the Gregorian calendar. Are you well? I do hope so. C'est la lutte finale, as you just heard in this rousing version of the Internationale, the anthem of the communist movement. L'Internationale was written by the Frenchman Pierre de Guetter in 1888 and was adopted the next year at the Second Internationale in Paris as the official anthem of anarchists, socialists, communists, and other leftists. The idea of an International Workers' Day was born at the Second Internationale when they passed a resolution for a great international demonstration in support of working-class demands for the eight-hour day on, you guessed it, the 1st of May. International Workers' Day or May Day or Labor Day is pretty much celebrated in most of the world's countries some, however, like the U.S., have their Labor Day at a different time of the year to avoid any hints of communism, you know, the Red Scare and the Cold War and all that. However, here in France, it's today, the 1st of May, a sacred day. Almost everything is closed, and members of the Communist Party sell lilies of the valley on the streets to raise money for the party, and just about everyone buys one, no matter what their political leanings, left, right, or center. I got one. So if it's a holiday in your country, enjoy it. And leaving aside the questionable permutations the movement took, if you do have an eight-hour working day, it's thanks to the work of those 19th century idealists. Hey everyone, I'm busy making shows featuring your musical requests, so if there's a piece of music you would like to hear, send it on in. Bombard me and tell me why you like the particular piece of music, okay? That makes it even more interesting for us all. Send your musical requests to the Sound Kitchen at rfi.fr. That's the Sound Kitchen, all one word, no spaces, at rfi.fr. Are you ready? I do hope so. You best be, because it's... 
Time for the quiz. On the 3rd of April, I asked you a question about the new Secretary General for the Global Rights Watchdog, Amnesty International. I asked you to send in the name of the new chief, as well as her title in her former job at the United Nations, and to tell me which high-profile investigation she led at the UN and for which she has allegedly received death threats. The answer is Agnes Calamar. As RFI English reporter Michael Fitzpatrick wrote in his article, French human rights specialist takes the helm at Amnesty International, and I quote, Calamar's lengthy career has seen her lead human rights investigations in more than 30 countries, and her work has been published extensively. In 2017, she was appointed as the United Nations Special Rapporteur on Extrajudicial, Summary, and Arbitrary Executions, and headed the investigation into the gruesome killing of Jamal Khashoggi, the Saudi insider-turned-critic who wrote for the Washington Post newspaper, who was killed and dismembered inside the Saudi consulate in Istanbul. Kalmar's report, published in June of 2019, concluded there was credible evidence that top Saudi officials, including Prince Mohammed, were liable for the killing. She has accused Saudi Arabia of bullying after a top official allegedly threatened her life following the probe. The winners of this week's quiz are... Hari Madugala, president of the Young Stars Radio Club in Hyderabad, India, and RFI Listeners Club members Arna Tem from Harjuma, Estonia, Badrunessa Buzra from Narya Ganj, Bangladesh, Muhammad Nasir from Katsina State, Nigeria. Hello, Muhammad. And my wonderful pen pal, Hans Werner Lolika from Heidehusen, Denmark. Hello, Hans. Congratulations to this week's winners, and thanks to each and every one of you who wrote in. A new five-kilometer race world record for young athletes has been broken by a 12-year-old from Belfast, the capital of Northern Ireland. Her name is Emmer McKee. I want you to tell me her record-breaking run time. Again, write in with the time it took Northern Ireland's Emmer McKee to run five kilometers and broke the record for 12-year-olds. You have until the 31st of May to get your answers in. Be sure to tune in on the 5th of June to see if your answer wins a prize. As always, be sure you include your postal address with your postal code. And don't forget to let me know if you are a miss, a miss, a missus, or a mister. I don't want to get it wrong. Send your quiz answers to english.service at rfi.fr. That's english.service at rfi.fr. You can also text your answer to the Sound Kitchen mobile phone. Dial plus 336-3112-9682. That's plus 336-3112-9682. Always include your postal mailing address, and if you have one, your RFI Club membership number.
never know what you'll be served up on the sound kitchen. Ready to get happy? Here's Olya. Hi everyone, Olya Horton here from the RFI English team. I hope you're all well. As you know, much of our week is focused on hard news, and most of the time it's pretty depressing. So I've decided to create a happy moment for you in the sun kitchen, sharing some good thoughts for a change. This week's happy moment is dedicated to the wonders of technology. As France celebrates May Day, the first of May, in honor of work, it got me thinking about how much technology has dramatically changed our working lives in recent times, and not to mention our daily lives, for better or for worse. I think you would agree that since the COVID pandemic began, technology has been more at the forefront of our lives than ever before, from health to work to education and family communication. We took huge leaps in a very short space of time. What made me happy this week was watching my daughter discover some of this new technology with a sense of wonder, namely her very first video conference call with classmates and one of her teachers. This was set up because the school was closed due to COVID restrictions. What is for me a fairly banal recurrent work-related experience was to her a step into the grown-up world, a virtual world with limitless possibilities. She got all dressed up, not to be seen in her pajamas or a tracksuit, of course, even if she was going to be in the comfort of her own home. Next came the sonography, placing the camera in such a way as to give a good impression of the room behind her. There was no way she was going to reveal her pink childhood bedroom. A real home office with a bookshelf and a painting borrowed from her mother would do the trick. Her excitement and amazement were palpable, and it reminded me of when I was her age. I was only just discovering computers then, those big lumpy old-fashioned kinds with floppy disks and the like. It was a sacred object, with only a couple of them in the school and certainly not in every home. My daughter laughed when fellow classmates had the camera too close to their faces or pointing up their noses or only focused on half their face. And how curious it was to see her friends in their home environments for the first time. Never mind what the teacher was saying. This was a whole new way to experience the classroom, to observe one another in a different setting. It was a lesson on sociology and technology all rolled into one. It made me happy to see how she embraced it and enjoyed it which is what I felt at the time too when I discovered new technology. Not being afraid, a sense of adventure and being in sync with one's generation. What about you? Do you have a happy moment to share with your fellow Sound Kitchen listeners? Don't be shy. You can send them to the Sound Kitchen or get in touch through Facebook. You can leave a message on the Sound Kitchen answering machine or go ahead and record your moment and send it to us in an email. All the addresses and phone numbers you need can be found on the Sound Kitchen page of our website, rfienglish.com. When you record, just make sure you hide under a blanket. It makes for better sound quality. That's all from me this week. Thanks for listening. I'm Olya Horton. Enjoy your weekend. Bye for now. Thanks, Olya. Okay, my friends, it's time to clear the table and wash the dishes. Thanks for joining me in the Sound Kitchen and keep those cards, letters, emails, and text messages coming. Many, many thanks to our producing engineer, Erwan Rome, for his input and his expertise in mixing the show. And thanks to you for listening.
Be sure to tune in next Saturday to hear the answer to the question about Egypt's phenomenal Pharaoh parade. The Sound Kitchen podcast is ready for you every Saturday on the RFI English website, rfienglish.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Susan Owensby. Be well, do good work, be kind, and stay in touch. And wear your masks. Stay safe, my friends. And don't forget to send me your music requests. I'll play you out with music from an American pianist Erwan and I discovered this week, Hassan Ibn Ali. Ibn Ali was part of the rich Philadelphia jazz scene in the 50s and 60s, but never had a big career. Although on the one studio album he made with an ensemble led by Max Roach, he was credited as the legendary Hassan Ibn Ali. There are seven of his compositions on that 1965 recording. That same year, Ibn Ali recorded an album leading a quartet, but it was never released, and the tapes of the recording sessions were thought to have been lost in a fire, but guess what? They weren't. They were recently found and have been pressed into an LP which was released just yesterday. It's called Metaphysics, the Lost Atlantic Album. Erwan and I listened to Hassan Ibn Ali's playing with the Max Roach Ensemble, and we were both wowed. Erwan, as you know, is a musician, and he said that his compositions and his playing is filled with incredibly complex harmonies and made him think of Thelonious Monk. Indeed, Hassan Ibn Ali, along with Monk, was credited with reimagining the jazz keyboard and for mentoring many young musicians, including the saxophonist John Coltrane. So here he is, pianist and composer Hassan Ibn Ali, performing his piece called 3-4 versus 6-8-4-4 ways with the Max Roach Ensemble. It's complicated, as Erwan notes, but it certainly is interesting. Talk to you all next week. <laughs>